Hi, I'm Darlene Clark, Youth Engagement Coordinator for SLIC, St. Luke's Youth Center, building our youth, our families, and our community. You believe in what we're doing, and this is our community. So why not become a supporter? With your donations and faith, we can stand strong. We're grateful for your gift of love. Thank you. For more information on how you can support building community arts and entrepreneurship in West Baltimore, visit our website at wordsfromwithin.net. Stay inspired. Hello, beautiful. And you must be beautiful because I don't hang out with folks who don't look good. <laughs> Welcome. My name's Gail and I got some place I want to take you. It's a land that I've been hanging out in and I'm so excited about it. It's so real. It's so life that I want to take all the gorgeous folks I know with me so we can experience it together. It's a place called Words From Within. And it's a land of poetry. That's my land. That's where I hang out. Poetry full of love and fear and grit and struggle. You know, that city that tells the truth. In this case, the land we're visiting together is West Baltimore. And I know that's a place, and let's keep it real, many of us will never visit. Not alone. We're too afraid. We've been watching The Wire. But let me tell you something about West Baltimore. It's a place just like the place where you live. It might look a little different. Sure it does. But there's still all the things that are there outside of your window. It's all the beauty and the struggle and the disappointments and the family reunions, all the things. So, hey, y'all. <laughs> My name is Gail Danley. I've served the nation as both its national and international poetry slam champion. Yay, yay, yay. And I'm going to be your tour guide on this series of adventures called Words From Within. So Words From Within is made up of four beautiful families and they live on Baltimore's west side. And, and what happened is they did a series of poetry workshops and it was all virtual. It was all COVID friendly. So one artist or one poet would pair up with one family. Four families, get it? Four poets, performance poets. So you know it was good. So the families wrote about their lives. And then in reading it out loud, their lives came alive in front of us. Okay, let's hear it. We fall down when we get up. Their ordinary lives that ended up, check this out, ended up looking just like your life, just like my life. So this podcast will allow us to peek in and find out that we all love the same, 
We all cry the same salty tears. We all dream the same. Yep. That's what these families will show us. They they are all part of a community called SLIC, which stands for St. Luke's Youth Center. SLIC for short. S-L-Y-C. And this is a, 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 a beautiful program that's been going on in a dilapidated church in West Baltimore that takes care of these families, provides a hot meal, all the things we all need, tutoring for the children, provides safety, a little basketball court. And you're going to hear that word a lot in the series, slick. It's the thing around which everything else revolves. It's a, it's a hub. It's a hub. This is the first episode, and I'm calling it, I got you. I got you. You're going to meet Darlene and her grandkids. And, you know, Darlene is one of those heroic kind of super women, you know, taking care of the grandkids. And they love her to life. Her poet assigned to her family was Gowrie Koneswaran. Gowrie is going to tell this story about her own grandmother who held her up. You know, when the sharks were swimming around and threatening to eat them up. And her grandma said, it's okay, I got you. So, hey, you beautiful, I got you. Let's take in this beautiful moment, this beautiful episode together. You ready? My name is Gowrie Koneswaran. I have lived in Washington, D.C. for 16 years now, and I am a writer. Primarily, I write poetry, and I'm also a lawyer, and I also do advocacy work. I do believe that we all have stories to tell, and we are the only people who can tell our stories. I think that for me, that's one of the things I really love about poetry. So you worked with Darlene and three of her grandkids. You worked with Amari, you worked with Avery, you worked with Omar. Amari, go upstairs and tell your brother, I said, please unmute himself. All right. Thank you, sir. Avery? Yes? May I see you, please? Let me see that beautiful face. Zoom lets us show ourselves and lets us hide at the same time. <laughs> hey, doll baby. This is Miss Gowrie, and she is here to help us have a good time. A year ago, if you told me the words I'm on Zoom meant something that we would all understand a year later, I would have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're Zooming? Where are you Zooming to? Yeah, where are you going? <laughs> exactly. Where are you going? I told you you're doing. I told you you dropped you, man. <laughs> When you think of the time, Gowrie, that you spent with them, what comes to your mind? I was really impressed at the outset by how they were really just all in. My favorite hobby or whatever else to do, like to play basketball. My favorite activity is to play my game. It can be Madden or Fortnite. So you're a gamer. Avery, what about you? If there was one activity that you could make sure you have time to do every single day, what would it be? 
Dancing. Dancing. Fully present. And, you know, I, I kind of took that also as a sign of who Darlene is to them. And, you know, Grandma has asked us to do this and we're doing this as a family. And so I, I've really appreciated that a lot. I'm Darlene Clark. I am a grandmother of six. I am a youth engagement coordinator for the foundation coming up, Slate. I've lived in Baltimore all my life. I love Baltimore. It's a little raggedy right now, but I do. I love it. What do I like to do, y'all? Cook. Cook. <laughs> That's what y'all like for me to do. Cook. <laughs> what do I like? What do y'all think I like to do? Fumbling around with them. You know, I fuss a lot, but I guess it's kids. Yeah. Everything has a draw for me. Mm-hmm. Everything has a draw for me. From cooking to playing spades. I love that. I wake up in the morning, I say my prayers, and I'm off and running. I just thought that was really something. That was really, you know, it made an impression on me because I thought there's an intentionality behind that. You know, and I don't know if she sees it that way, but I see an intentionality there. If I were to go about my life saying, you know, whether I'm doing the dishes or I'm hanging out with friends or I'm, you know, paying the bills, whatever it may be, why don't I bring this sense of purpose and joy to everything I do? I love, Gowry, how you used food as a way in with the family. You asked everyone to talk about their favorite food as a way for them to introduce themselves. My most favorite thing to eat ever is crab cakes. Crab cakes. Yeah. Crab cakes, a salad, and a potato. You got me. You got the whole thing. (laughs) I'm in the eighth grade, and my favorite thing to eat is macaroni and cheese. What did he say? He said macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese, like plain macaroni and cheese, or with some extra bits in it? I put hot sauce on my macaroni and cheese. Fully agree with hot sauce on macaroni and cheese. Avery? I'm in eighth grade, and my favorite food is chicken and shrimp Alfredo. Ooh, you're fancy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm in 11th grade, and also my favorite thing to eat is chicken and shrimp Alfredo, too. It was just such an interesting way of getting a little, a little taste, so to speak, of other people and of strangers. And I thought... You know, I experienced that as a participant in a workshop once, and I enjoyed it. But I do think there is something in that, too, about food being a common language, even if we don't all eat the same foods, even if we come from different, you know, cultural backgrounds. But, you know, it's a part of our daily lives, you know, any of us who are fortunate enough to get to eat every day. If we talk about Darlene, such a special woman, such a superwoman, so warm and so nurturing, and how she's kind of like the godmother of St. Luke's, you know, like she's like everyone's mama. I really don't do nothing that I don't already do. It's no such thing as stepping out of the comfort zone when you're a parent, because you're scared of everything, but you are assured that you're going in, you're going in strong. Helping folks do stuff, helping folks find resources. First of all, you don't know how much it takes to take care of yourself until you have to take care of somebody else. And until you have to meet the needs 
of another individual, be it an infant or the elderly. You just don't know how much it is that you have to do for you until you actually have to pinpoint all the things that have to be done for this other individual. I wonder about the women that have nourished you and and the women who have kept it all together. Can you just paint a picture of that? I have to say from a young age, I was very aware of the fact that I came from a really extraordinary woman. This person who has really challenged herself a lot and taken on things that, you know, she didn't have to. My mom and my dad grew up in Sri Lanka and they met when they were both in medical school there in Sri Lanka. And when my mom was in medical school, she was one of very few women at that time. You know, I remember there were times in my early adulthood where she would share kind of experiences and stories that she had had around the same age in her life. And I would just look at her in shock going, what? You had to put up with that every day just to be in school? And she would just look at me and say, well, you know, that was that was considered normal and there was really nothing we could do about it if we were getting treated that way. Um, and she pushed on. And my father and her ended up moving to the U.S., uh, raising their family here, four kids, and starting their own medical practice. And my mother comes from my grandmother, who has passed, but she was in Sri Lanka for most of her life. And she moved to the U.S. after my grandfather passed away. And she moved in with my family and lived with us for the last 11 or 12 years of her life. During that period of time, I saw my grandmother be diagnosed with ovarian cancer. I saw her fight it, our family rally around her, and she got through it and couple years later said, okay, now I want to go see everyone I can see and do whatever I can do. And basically set off on a journey on her own, traveling to various countries. And so I have just like this really wonderful memory from my early 20s of my grandmother and I being on a beach across the world together. And my grandmother in her sari ran into the ocean with me. Mind you, I was an adult at this point. And she said, no, 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 stay, stand here with me, stand here with me. You have to feel the ocean on your feet. You have to feel the ocean on your legs. And I said, yeah, but there are these like kind of big fish coming up close to me. I'm not really comfortable with it. And she just pointed at one of them and said, oh yeah, that's a type of shark, (laughs) but they're not dangerous. You're fine. You're with me, you're fine. You worked with Darlene and her grandkids What was your reaction, Gowry, to their poetry? The things that they shared in the poetry they wrote while we spent time together, I felt just pulled me in even closer. In my life, I know the smell of a porta potty is disgusting and I hate it. The sound of my little brother laughing is hilarious. The taste of mac and cheese is very delicious and hot sauce raises the deliciousness up to a thousand percent and it's joyful. The feel of snow is very cool and it makes my hand red and frozen. In my life I know the sight of saying how much I'm loved. 
the smell of my grandma's homemade mac and cheese, which is so creamy and delicious. The sound of music when I dance, the taste of my grandma's fried chicken, and the touch of my grandma's hands, just letting me know she's still here. I got y'all. <laughs> I got y'all. <laughs> In my life, I know that the sight of my family laughing, smiling, and talking, talking so loud, voices so loud, you can hardly hear what's being said. The smile when I put dinner on the table for my boys, the taste of my grandsons when they finish playing sports and I get a kiss only to taste sweat and outside. The touch of my youngest grandson when he grabs my face and just looks at me, my granddaughter. It's just fun. She's so girly. That's it. <laughs> Not once in all of the time that we spent together, not once did I say, please write about each other. Not once did I say, please write about your home life. Not once did I say, please, let's all say something nice about your grandmother, Darlene. This is what they chose to talk about. Getting to hear these sorts of moments, snapshots from their lives, snapshots from their hearts. I was getting such an insight into what they're dynamic is like in part mm-hmm. as a family. Mm-hmm. Omar graduated. He graduated with dumb, stupid, honest girls. Oh my God. I mean, when they do something and it doesn't really have to be as big as graduation, they can be something as small. Avery made a, for a science project, she made an apple pie without apples. And it was a total and complete success. <laughs> a totally complete success. That sounds like a magic trick, Avery. No, no, actually it's not. And it's an old recipe we found. It's an old recipe. But it is absolutely delicious. It is absolutely delicious. Yep. <laughs> so when you when you guess when you got stuff like that happening, those things you find comfort in. When I hear your grandmother talking about all of you, I just hear so much pride. Can I ask you, are you all proud of your grandma? Yes. Yes. Can you tell me one of the things that makes you proud of your grandma? That she cares for people. Well, it's a lot, but um, that she is really there when you need her. She's really there when you need her. She finds a way to cook for all of us. Finds a way to cook for everybody. That cook, your cooking has come up now a bunch of times, Charlie. <laughs> Cause I'm a beast. <laughs> was just really heartwarming to hear the way that they would talk about Darlene, their grandmother. There just seemed to be such mutual respect there. You know, I think love among family members, especially intergenerationally among family members, love is one thing. And I think respect is something else. And I think we can show love and still sometimes, you know, do the thing where we roll our eyes because our elders said something and we think she's being silly or whatever. And I didn't see any of that. And I didn't, you know, I didn't see Darlene ever 
talk down to the kids or talk to them like they don't know what's going on or what life's about. We've all been through some real trying times all these months now. We're all spending more time together, more time in the home. So that really struck me, this idea that as family members, they seem to to treat each other like equals. You know, um, St. Luke's or Slick, as they call it for short, S-L-Y-C. One of the things that they've been doing for the past several years is a summer camp. And it was so wonderful working with her because she became not grandma. She became student. She was able to move with such smoothness between the generations. I, th- I think that's a, a an outstanding trait to have, and I think it's rare. I just found her dreamy. I agree. I also found her dreamy. <laughs> well, thank you, Gowrie. I really had a good time listening and learning from you, right? And reconfirming my faith that I have in my own family. So I know you have another session with them and I'm excited about that because it's going to be all about praise. So thank you, Gowrie. Thank you. Hey, this is Naya Vanterpool, and I proudly serve as a board member with the St. Luke's Youth Center. We go by Slick. We're a nonprofit dedicated to providing critical resources, life-enriching experiences, and a safety net of support to families in West Baltimore. The Words From Within podcast is part of the Poetry of Survival fundraising project. We are raising funds to transform the historic St. Luke's Episcopal Church into the Slick Center for Youth Empowerment. For more information on how you can support building community arts and entrepreneurship in West Baltimore, visit our website at wordsfromwithin.net. Stay inspired. Words From Within was conceived by Gail Danley and Amanda Talbot and hosted by Gail Danley. Senior producer is Walker Vreeland. Social media marketing by Miranda Wilson. Project liaison is Darlene Clark. This episode featured guest poet Gowri Konaswaran with Darlene Clark, Omar Clark, Amari Clark, and Avery Clark. Music by Blue Dot Sessions. For more information and to make a donation, go to wordsfromwithin.net.